We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Thursday, September 30th edition of Knicks Fan TV, the number one show for the fans by the fans, the best or nothing. If you're a diehard Knicks fan, if you're a diehard basketball fan, hit that subscribe button below and the notification bell so you don't miss anything. CP the franchise here on the check-in. Five more days until Knicks basketball. Five more days. We've made it through the offseason going through training camp right now and getting ready for a preseason kickoff on Tuesday, October 5th, man. We are here. We are here. So, uh, salute to everybody in the chat. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for you, boys. Quick live, quick live tonight. We had an action-packed show last night, man. We did our lineup show. Uh, make sure you guys check that out. Check, catch the replay of that. We had a fun show last night, just uh, having fun with the Knicks depth chart and and just talking about you know uh, the different lineups that that we envision Tibbs using or, or maybe not using th- this season and throwing a little fantasy in there. So uh, we had a great show last night. Shout out uh, CK, JD, Alex, Chitaros, and uh, everybody who tuned in. Tonight, uh, we're going to talk about some of the press conferences that happened today. Kind of light. We had uh, Kemba. Kemba came up to the podium. Uh, Mitch and and Tibbs. And so let's start off with Tibbs because the most important piece to this starting lineup right now is Mitchell Robinson and and his health. And right now, as we heard when training camp opened, he has not been participating in uh, full contact five-on-five scrimmages or things of that nature. So let's hear from Tibbs in terms of what's happening um, with Mitch. Stay a little bit more. You know, he's still working on conditioning, doing a little more basketball, uh, doing – small parts of practice, uh, there's a progression uh, to what he's doing. So uh, eventually he'll be clear to do all the non-contact, and then we'll start off with one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three, uh, to the point where he can take contact on. Uh, 
to go from you know zero to a hundred doesn't make any sense. So just uh, each each step, once he clears the step, he goes to the next one. So he's making really good progress. Uh, he's doing a, a, a great job in practice with the things that he can do. He's doing a lot of extra work on on the side uh, with Aaron Brooks. So it's it's been very very good. No, no, just you know, it's we just want, want to make sure completely healed and when you take when you've been out the amount of time he's he's got to get the conditioning up to speed first you know so that's really the first step uh and then once that happens then it'll be clear to do more and more in practice do you expect him ready for the season? there's really no timetable when he's ready he's ready and so we talk to the medical people every day and talk to mitch to see how he's doing and and again we I think it's important for us to have a big picture in mind with him. So Tibbs is stressing the big picture, but today that kind of, you know, set uh, set the social media waves on, on fire, man, when, when Tibbs said there's no timetable for his return at this moment. So a lot of people on Twitter and Instagram were kind of concerned, felt like it was a setback. But according to Tibbs, it's not a setback. They're just looking to take things slow, make sure that he's right, make sure he gets his conditioning right, as Tibbs said. And so as I said uh, yesterday, the day before that, I'm not too concerned just yet. If he misses a home opener, okay, that'll be something something else. But I think right now they're, they're taking the right approach as far as Mitch is concerned, uh, making sure that he's healthy, making sure that he you know he has his conditioning under him, and uh, again just just hoping he plays close to to a full 82. So it, it just it sucks, but it, it is what it is, man. Hopefully he can bounce back and uh, get back to a hundred. All right, here was Tibbs speaking on. R.J. Barrett and and R.J.'s defense. Yeah, and and I think that's the challenge is to find and, and to continue to challenge him to grow and get better. And I think each year you learn, and uh, I think he has a better understanding of the tendencies of the players. You know, I think he understands schemes a lot better. He's gotten stronger. Uh, but I think it's a challenge for our entire team uh, to stay locked in and to improve. And there's a lot of things that we can do better. But I think it's important for us, like last year is last year, this year is a, a new and different year. And it's important for us to start at a zero base to know that we have to put the work into this. It's very difficult to guard in this league individually. It's collectively, what can you do as a team? And so everyone has to understand what their job is, go out there and execute their part of it. If one guy's not doing their job, it's, it'll break down. And so it, it doesn't matter whether it's defensive transition, pick and roll defense, catch and shoot defense, low post defense, whatever defense you're in, it's got to be five guys tied together. Each night you'll be challenged in a different way. Uh, some nights it may be the, the big, a lot of nights it's point guards, a lot of nights it's wings. And so. We always say, help your teammate like you would want to be helped for. So everyone has to be in the right position. Everyone has to read the ball correctly. Everyone has to make multiple effort. That was Tibbs speaking on the team defense. Uh, another big question mark going into this year, losing Peyton and losing uh, Bullock. We want to see, you know, will this Knicks defense that shot up to the top of the league, surprisingly so, uh, will it continue? 
or, or will it fall off with, you know, Kemba Walker, M48, obviously Kemba, uh, not as good as a defender uh, coming off with a knee injury. How is he going to be impactful in terms of being on the point of attack? We all know our pick and roll defense has been our Achilles heel for a long time now. We have not addressed that. It's hard. L- let's just be honest, man. With with the league rules today, with the caliber of pit bulls that you're going, that's going at you on, on the perimeter each night, it, it, it's hard. You can't be a lockdown defender in this league. But at the same time, uh, our pick and roll coverage, you know, ha- has been spotty o- over the years. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. But Tibbs is stressing the importance of team defense. And uh, that was very evident last year, man, because like I, like I said, this roster was essentially David Fisdale's roster. And Tibbs was able to take this team up to number four in the league. Uh, the top defense in terms of op- opponent's field goal percentage. Top defense in terms of opponent's three-point percentage. So, you know, the, this defense was solid, man. And uh, so we'll see We'll see what happens there. We, we know Tibbs' defensive philosophy is, is to protect the rim at all costs. You know, even sacrificing some open threes. He felt that even, you know, allowing teams to take open threes was, uh, was fairly good defense because it's not an easy shot to make. So... Um, you know, other areas where I think this team's defense will be impacted is the the pace of play. You know how how fast or how slow they they run their offense, taking quality shots. As Tibbs has said last year, he wants to take good shots, good three point shots. You know, Knicks, Knicks were at the bottom of the league in terms of three point uh, attempts and makes, but the, they were one of the most efficient in the league by the time the the year finished. They were top five in the league in three-point efficiency. So they were taking quality three-pointers and not just chucking up shots. Because obviously when you do that and you're giving up long rebounds, the other team is off to the races. You want to protect the ball as well, limit your turnovers, or else the other team is out in transition, and then that leaves you exposed. That leaves your defense exposed. So bringing in Kemba and Fournier will certainly add to that as those guys were low turnover guys and uh, a high assist percentage guys, Fournier in particular, Kemba kind of fell off a little bit in that regard. But they're going to take care of the ball. Is is the point I'm trying to make? So it you know it, it could be it, it could be a give and take. We're going to have to see how it plays out over the 82 in terms of the team defense, and then how will the team offense uh, offset any sort of uh, you know setbacks or or negative play where where that's concerned. Now, Tibbs was also asked about uh, Mitchell Robinson in terms of he, his defensive impact. And uh, and here's what Tibbs had to say about that. So, to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Mitchell's uh, block shots have gone down every season. But did you see, or did that an indication of what, what he's doing as a protector? Or is he a different guy now? Well, it's, you know, and it's, it's, it's a great question because oftentimes, you know, there's when we talk about defensive ratings and different measurements, uh, sometimes you know you, you may see a guy who, who's high in steals and he gets uh, rated highly because of that, and oftentimes he's a guy that breaks you down. And the same thing if if you just go after blocks all the time and you, you're not fulfilling your team responsibilities. You're, again, your you, your blocks may be high, but you may not be effective in terms of your your team defense or your pick and roll defense or whatever it might be. So I think the big thing for us was getting his fouls down, and I think he's done a great job with that. 
and there's still the, the rim intimidation. Like guys are looking uh, to see where he is. And so I think his discipline has improved greatly. So he's, he's not recklessly just flying all over the place. He's got a lot more discipline to his game. He's impacting shots in the paint in the restricted in a, in a very efficient way. Yeah, I, I agree with Tibbs on that. And, and I said that about Mitch's, uh, you know, the block shots have been going down over the years. But I think blocks and steals can be misleading stats in terms of um, in terms of an indication of, of how good a player is on defense. You know, it, it doesn't mean that a player is any better, or any less because they're racking up all these numbers, because as he said, those statistics don't account for the intimidation factor. You know, making guys think twice, making guys uh, rush shots or, you know, altering shots. So those are still ways that you can impact the game without necessarily accumulating those numbers on the stat sheet. So I think Mitch's presence is very much important to this team as the anchor. We all know Noel is there providing depth as well. So as Tibbs said, the one thing that they wanted to do was keep him disciplined and keep the fouls down. And I think they were able to do that last year. He came in much more disciplined. I think he's been doing that over the years. And uh, I think we'll continue to see that. That was a big thing because if he can't stay out on the court, it doesn't matter how good he is at, at blocking shots or protecting the paint. So that was that in that regard. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. My guy HB Carlos is in the chat repping Portugal. Always in there. Late night over in Portugal. Shout out HB Carlos. I see Quiet Money in the chat. Quiet Money, what's going on? Junior Caroma's in here. Always repping. Always on time. He's Junior's talking baseball. Yeah, I'm catching this Yankee game as well. Back to back to back home runs in the seventh inning to put the uh, the Yankees on top. And it looked like the Gardner just hit a home run. And Brett Gardner, as I right on cue, Brett Gardner hits a home run, puts the Yankees up 6-2. So, you know, I'm, I'm on basketball waiting on the Knicks, but, you know, Yankees in, in, a, in a pivotal playoff run as well. So, obviously monitoring that. Now, a lot of people have been, you know, concerned about Mitch being in the gym and, and putting on all this weight and how it's going to impact him and, you know, is his injury or his setback or his, his slow process – progress a result of of him kind of bulking up you know a lot of people have made you know said a lot about it but here is Tibbs speaking on the the muscle gain and and the impact on on Mitch's injury but well the thing that I like about what he did is he maximized the time you know in a way that, so what were the things that he could do and he did them and in terms of strength and conditioning, you know, whatever it might have been, whether it was the pool, the bike. Uh, but physically, I think he's matured also. He's he's not a, a young kid anymore, and he's he looks great. And so, uh, we, you know, with any big, you're always you, – you have to have that awareness of, of the weight. And, um, and I also think that once he gets to playing – some of that's going to come off, but he, he's definitely a lot stronger than he was. Uh, he's put a lot of work in in terms of watching film, uh, and you know he's he's doing all the things that he can do. And I think he's very engaged with his teammates. Uh, when he's on the sideline, he's into what what's going on. He gets there early. He's with the early group. He'll stay late. He'll come in at night. And so he's in the building all the time. It's big plus. All right, so that was Tibbs' uh, 
press conference on the Block Ness Monster. Now, Kemba also spoke, but Kemba really, really didn't say much, uh, you know, soundbite-worthy things in the press conference. I mean, it was it was a lot of the regurgitated, uh, I love bring from New York, I'm from New York, this, that, and the third. Uh, he did say one interesting thing, I think, off off outside of this press conference to uh, Fred Katz of The Athletic. Fred Katz is taken over from Mike, Mike Vorkinoff of The Athletic. Uh, Katz was, used to cover the Wizards um, for The Athletic as well, so now he's moved over to covering the Knicks. And he said, uh, Kemba mentioned the fact that, you know, Taj was always recruiting him, even uh, as an opponent. And and he, he also mentioned that, I guess, last year, the year before that, you know, when he was on the free throw line, that Taj would, you know, kind of talk to him and say, tell him to come home. So uh, Kemba and Taj go way back. And, and uh, you know, we got three New Yorkers on the team. We got Kemba, we have Taj, we have Obi. So uh, Kemba's presser wasn't wasn't that, that newsworthy. So we'll skip that in the interest of time. Here was uh, Mitch. You know, Mitch got to speak to... The media, uh, here's what he had to say the, about the new, the new look, Mitchell Robinson. You guys. <laughs> That's why they're six feet away. All right, guys. How are you feeling? How's the I'm feeling great, man. I mean, I just did a few things on the court today, and, you know, I feel good. How was your offseason? My offseason? My offseason was, it was, it was solid. I mean, you know, I just put in a lot of time to my body. So, you know, I was up here most of the time, actually. I was in New York. I left probably, I think, late July, but I was, you know, working out with strength conditioning coach with our staff, you know, just a little build up. Stronger? Hmm? Are you stronger? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm stronger, <laughs> you know? I mean, the weight room, man, I've been in the weight room like crazy, so, I mean, if I couldn't be on my foot that much during the summer, I had to, you know, do something, you know what I mean? How do you feel like that's going to affect Hmm? How do you feel like they ask him how the weight is going to affect his game. I mean, I feel like it's going to increase my game. You know, I can't, ain't going to be able to get pushed around like that, like last year and the year before, and rookie year, obviously. You know, so um, I, I'm thinking that it's going to be great, you know. So, you know, I want to see how it goes. How much work? Yeah, so he says, look, he's uh, he put on the weight up top to not get pushed around, and I'm with him on that. You know, obviously Mitch is very agile and and things of that nature, but there were times where he was overmatched. We've seen him up against Jokic and Drummond and Embiid, and those are tough matchups for him. He certainly has his nights where he wins his battles, especially on the glass and boxing out and things of that nature, but... You know, NBA's a man's game, so Mitch is starting to fill out a little bit. And uh, as he said, not being able to put weight on, on the foot or, or do too much on the foot uh, allowed him to stay in the, in the weight room and uh, and get a little bit bigger. So that was that with Mitch. A um, couple other things. Uh, he talked about just, just you know, the frustrations of, of not being out there uh, with his guys. Hmm? Yeah, man. I miss it, man. Just sitting, you know, it's, it's better to be playing than sitting on the side, obviously. I mean, it's boring sitting on the side. I mean, of course, you're learning a little bit more, but, like, I want to be in that fight, man. Like, it don't get better than that, you know? So, yeah, I'm just ready to go. How hard was that for you last year that you went through, like, a tough season the year before for you guys, but last year, you guys were in the playoffs and stuff, and you can't be a part of it? Man, it was tough. And watching my team out there in that fight, and... I'm sitting off to the side, it's like, I'm useless over here. That's what I felt like. I felt like I need to be out there with them, and I couldn't. So, like, you know, that urge was just, like, killing me at the end of the day. So I was just like, man, it's like, 
You know what I mean? So it was tough. Here's Mitch on the uh, extension. Given that, how important is this season for you in your future? Um. I'm actually gonna wait on my agent talk to me about that. I don't really. I just been focusing on getting back. You know, I'm really worried about all the contracts and stuff like that. I just want to hoop. So, with that being said, it's like whenever he tell me this is what they trying to do, then you know we just gonna talk about it at that time. But as far as like right now, I'm just trying to get back to playing. Taking it day by day, but uh, in your mind, do you think you can be ready for uh, the start of the season? Hmm? In your mind, do you think you can be ready for the start of the season? <laughs> I mean. As a player, I think so. Me, but like, you know, I still I need to listen to them guys because they done been through this type of stuff. Well, they seen it, and then you know, so I'm putting all my trust in them. So even though I know I want to go out there and play, I'm gonna be smart about it and let them handle it. So you know, I'm just doing what they ask. All right, that was it with Mitch, man. So what do we learn? Just taking it one day at a time. No timetable for his return. Is that Tibbs posturing? You know, is is he playing playing a mind game here with the Celtics coming into town on October twentieth? We'll, we'll see what happens. Mitch has about uh, twenty days to to get right. We'll see. But at the same time, we embrace the depth. We got Noel. We got Taj. Tibbs is uh, you know talking about high on Taj about his ability to to defend and uh, whether it's starting off the bench. So I'm sure he won't be afraid to go back to Taj if he needs to. And, and that's it, man. We'll just sit on the depth and, and see what happens. Salute to everybody in the chat. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Uh, who else we got in the chat? We got KR. What's going on? I see Ari's in the chat. Yeah, we we, we had to. Ari was going crazy last night, man. We sent Ari back to the chat packing with the Julius Slander. So, <laughs> so salute to Ari. Uh, uh, that one, man. That's still my guy. I see the Gooch is in here. Russell Whiskey was good. Jay from Florida in the building. Jay, what's going on? So this morning, uh, the NBA jumped on Twitter, ju- jumped on the uh, the Twitter sphere, to announce their changes to uh, the, the the officiating in terms of how they officiate, you know, offensive players drawing contact. Remember that was always talked about even from last year. Now I guess they they made it official through Twitter and even provided a couple of examples. So uh, the tweet reads as this. For the 2021-22 season, there will be an interpretive change in officiating of overt, abrupt, and abnormal non-basketball moves by offensive players with the ball in an effort to draw fouls. And now they show a couple of videos as far as uh, education videos. So We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. One of the calls they're going to cut down on is when the shooter launches into the defender. We've seen this all the time. Guy catches you for a pump fake. And then, you know, he's jumping five feet into you. Very frustrating to see. I was tired of seeing it. And, uh, you know, they, they had talked about this one for a number of years now. But I, I guess they, they're going to cut down on it a little bit more. So, you know, Luka Doncic is, is obviously an offender. We see Trey Young obviously used to do it a lot. James Harden used to get off on these. So the league say they're going to uh, they're gonna be cognizant of it. They haven't said... That that it's gonna be an offensive foul or that it's gonna be a non-call. They basically just saying, you know, they're gonna change the way they call it. So we'll see. I, I think that's that's a little uh, wishy-washy. And I think that means, hey, you know, if James Harden is still doing this, we'll, we'll see what happens. Now the next one they take a look at is uh, when the defender veers off his path, and and we've seen this a lot too, man. You know, Steph Curry does it, Trey Young does it, where they, they'll uh, jump sideways into a guy or jump backwards into a guy. So what they're saying here is, again, they they're gonna be more cognizant of it, and that offensive player might not get that call. We've seen Trey Young do it religiously last year, and again, these these type of calls just drive you crazy, man, because it is not a basketball move. It is not a basketball move, but these guys are just so adept at uh, making these referees look like idiots that they get the call and they get the benefit of the doubt. You know, here's, here's Kyrie doing it same way. You, you know, you, you just can't have that. So the league has said they're going to be looking at that a little bit more carefully as they should. Another one, again, this this one has been talked about for, for a number of years now, uh, the leg kickouts, kicking out the leg to get the call cp3 notorious for it back in the days reggie used to be on that heavy rip hamilton reggie steph curry all all the shooters would do so but now they're uh again saying that they're going to make it a point of emphasis but this this was a this was a type of play that they've been looking at so they're throwing that in the mix now here's where iq comes into play now they're calling out quickly in this situation offensive player the off arm the hook on the off arm and you know trey's notorious this is this is to me this is the james harden play right here but trey young has was was savvy with it and uh and they even call out emmanuel quickly on it in their education video uh let's see let's let's scroll up on on quickly here's harden you know harden is is guilty of it i I really want to see how 
they call it on him or whether they don't call these fouls for him either anymore. That's going to be interesting. Here's, here's Lou Will. They show Marcus Smart. And last but not least, now oh, we got DJ Augustin. Emmanuel quickly. Here we go. And, and you know, as when the season started, quickly was very, very good at getting that whistle from the refs on these moves with the, with the off arm. And then as the season progressed, it just seems like either he wasn't getting that respect or, you know, teams were just adjusting to it. One or the other. It was somebody who's making the adjustment, either, either the refs or the teams. It seemed like quickly was a little bit less uh, adept at, at uh, gaining that respect from the whistle. And so, you know, the, this is going to be a part of his game that, that he's going to have to adjust to because we've seen it in Summer League. We even saw that, it, you know, happen a couple of times in Summer League where he didn't get that whistle. He, you know, he didn't get that. There was one time where he jumped into a guy and another time when he tried to use that off-arm hook and he didn't get that call. So, again, we'll see how he adapts to that. Is it a game-changer for any of these guys? No. You know, I don't, I don't think so. But guys guys just have a way of, again, knowing what they can get away with with the officials. You know, NBA is a game of inches. It's a game of, you know, getting that that spacing as as uh, as best as you can and, and trying to draw contact any way possible because it's a very physical game still. So with IQ, he'll have to learn to adjust. But, I mean, he was at the top of the league in terms of foul drawing. He was uh, in the 92nd percentile in terms of non-shooting foul draw rate at 2.2% per play. And then for shooting foul draw rate, he was in the 62nd percentile. And that's uh, amongst uh, players in his position. So not only at the top of the league, but certainly at the top as far as rookies were concerned. So quickly, that was one of his strengths, man. Very good at drawing contact. So again, we'll have to see how that works because his inability to get to the rim with any type of layup package outside of the floater. So... You know, it's going to be very interesting to see how he ad- he adapts. Going to be very interesting to see how he adapts there. Ryan says, uh, dude, are you online again? How do you not run out of stuff to talk about? Ryan, we are five days away from Knicks, uh, from, from, a Knicks, from Knicks season starting, man, preseason. There's always something to talk about, man. Welcome to Knicks Fan TV, the number one show for the fans by the fans. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys and hit that subscribe button. Don't ask questions, man. You're here. You're watching. So let's go. Hit that so hit that thumbs up button. Hit that subscribe button. We in here. We in here heavy. Uh, but no, this this is gonna be a quick show anyway. I just kind of wanted to talk about uh, those those the training camp sound bites and uh, and the uh, the league news and how it impacts Emmanuel quickly. Jimmy Snyder said, "Are are all the videos of Trey Young? Yeah, Trey Young was in basically all of them. <laughs> he was basically in all of them." So, <laughs> but but good good. I I hope uh, I I hope he doesn't get the benefit of the whistle, man. So yeah, Trey Trey was Trey was in all of them. Um, oh uh, yeah. All right. So yeah. Last but not least, man. I gotta shout out the super simp angel, angel from Philly making his ESPN debut on the Stephen A. Smith show, man. My my guy sent this to me. Uh, a couple of days ago, my guy Angel made it to the big show. 
national TV stage. And uh, here he is on, I don't know if this was first take or one of, one of Stephen A's shows. You know, he owns ESPN now. So shout out to Angel. And, and uh, here, here was Angel's debut, man. Hey, Stephen A. How you doing, bro? Um, my question to you is, do you still see the New York Knicks as a top five seat in the Eastern Conference? First of all, for you to be an angel, that picture was like a little bit dark. It was like 3D style, coming at me like you were Darth Vader or something. I don't know about that one. But anyway, <laughs> look, the New York Knicks, it's tough to see them as a top five seed. I get where you're coming from because we got Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Miami, Atlanta off the top. But I could see one of those teams taking the regular season a little bit lightly. And as a result, the New York Knicks with Tom Thibodeau prioritizing regular season games, squeezing into one of those top five. Now, that doesn't mean they don't make noise in the playoffs. But can I see them paying attention to detail and treating the regular season with a level of more seriousness than a couple of those other teams? Yeah, I could see that. And that's where that prognostication comes from, if you really, really want to know the truth. So, yes, the answer is yes. Carmine, what's up? All right, who cares about Carmine? But shout out to Angel from Philly for getting on the big stage. Only thing, Angel, I'm going to say, I mean, you, you could have you thrown us a little bit of love, man. At least a little hit that thumbs up button for you, boy. Something, something to let them know that the number one show for the fans by the fans is right here. Because, obviously, as you see... ESPN, they're, they're trying, now they're trying to, now they're slowly understanding that they need to be speaking to the fans or or engaging with the fans. So they're starting to get it a little bit, all right? They're starting to get it a little bit. Get at me is a segment uh, by, by Stephen A. But shout out to Angel, nevertheless, for, uh, for getting your question on there, man, because I'm sure a lot of people uh, submitted it. So the GOAT simp made his national TV debut. Ayo Pow in the chat says Darth Simp. <laughs> yeah, man, everybody in the chat showed Angel love, man, no doubt. JD sends a super chat. He says, uh, Angel trying to one-up CPKFTB Bob. <laughs> Hashtag squad. Oh, man. Yeah, man, shout out to Angel, man. That, that's a good look. That That's definitely a good look. But, you know, again, to, to Stephen A's point, uh, I said 46 wins. Um, and I said about, about six seed, I said 40, 46 wins, six seed. I don't want to see them in the play in tournament. Definitely don't want to see that. But, um, I think again, there's going to be teams that, that you're going to have to reckon with. Obviously the nets and the bucks sit at the top tier. The rest could be wide open. What happens with, uh, the Simmons thing in, in Philly, what happens with Simmons and Embiid in Philly and how does that impact Philadelphia's standing? We know the Hawks are going to be up there, obviously. We, we know that. Got to put some respect on their name. Hawks, Hawks are going to be a team to be reckoned with. You have you have us. You have Miami, where the Celtics are going to be. So there's going, there's going to be some teams in the hunt, man. I think that second tier should be wide open. Uh, but but to Stephen A's point, and J.D., you made this point as well, is that Tibbs, Tibbs is going to play. Tibbs is going to play all out like the, like every game is the playoff. So you may catch some teams on resting guys on off nights. It is an 82-game season. And you know Tibbs is, is playing all 82. So that means 36 minutes of Julius. That means RJ is going to be playing. You know, if Kemba can give it a go, he's, he's going to be playing. So I think the Knicks could sneak some games there. I think they could definitely sneak some games there. The, the two West Coast trips are going to be brutal for them. And, and health is, is going to be uh, a top priority. So 
we'll, we'll have to see. That's why I'm saying 46. I'm, I'm hovering around 46. And again, hopefully, you know, it's between the fourth and sixth seed is where we finish. What do you, what do you guys in the chat think? What, what's your win total? What's your seeding in the East for these New York Knicks? What do you, what do you guys think, man? What do you guys think? And uh, yeah, man, that, that's the situation. If you guys in the chat have any questions, go ahead and throw it in the chat. No calls. We just I just want to keep it keep it a quick show. Last night's show we, we did over an hour, but it was an action packed show. So I want to make sure that a lot of this content is is digestible for the people. But we coming up, man. We we are coming up on Knicks basketball. Five more days. Five more days, man. So definitely looking forward to it. And we'll see what happens. Yankees just wrapped it up 6-2. to two. So they go a, a game up in the wild card standings. I, uh, I'm i back on my Giants flow. Giants back against the Saints Sunday at 1 o'clock. So uh, I'm back, man. They, they pissed me off last weekend, but I'm back. So we'll see, man. KR says, what's up with the merch? Look down below. If you're, if you're watching on your phone or if you're watching on YouTube... Uh, look down below. You'll see some of our merch. You'll see the Knicks Fan TV snaps. See the Knicks Fan TV uh, shirts. You know what I'm saying? Got the shirts over here. Got some snaps back here. Yeah, man. The, the merch is going. TM, if you're in the chat, just drop uh, just drop a link for the merch. And uh, and, and you can get, get the link directly to the store. Do we have a command for merch? All right. I don't see the Nightbox. Oh, yeah. There it is. We got the we dropped the command for the merch. The link to the merch is right there. So there you go, man. Please support us. It's always appreciated. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Subscribe to the channel. Share these videos. Those are the three ways you can support us for free every single night. And it goes a long way. We are on the road to 50k subscribers, creeping up on 42. We're about like 41.9 and change. So I, I'm gonna put it out there right now by the all-star break. We will be at 50,000 subscribers, and that's a big deal, man. So, like I said, anything you guys can do to continue to support this show, let the YouTube algorithm know this is the number one show for the fans, by the fans, the best or nothing. Remember, this show's presented by Manscaped as well. Go to manscaped.com, enter promo code KFTV for 20% off plus free shipping. It's another way you can support us. Go out and get it. That's the situation, man. Who else has some? Uh, who else has some questions? Pete Cruz has got to get the hat. Do we still got the blue snaps? We'll, we'll, we'll re-release the blue snaps. Those are only a limited release, so we're gonna re-release them. We got the black joints, we got the navy blue joints. Um, as I said, the matching tees. We got mugs. We got phone cases. We got baby. We got toddler shirts. You know, get your kids a shirt. And uh, yeah, man, that's how it goes. Remember, the home opener giveaway is still going on, and you have five more days to enter. You want to come with me, my guy JD, my girl's a Knicks Omni fan, and over 100 Knicks fans. We're going to be partying from the pregame party straight through this Knicks versus Celtics at MSG and all the Knicks fan TV coverage you can get. And that is sponsored by my guys at Forzano Law Firm. So make sure you guys go to KnicksFanTV.com. Sign up. It's free to sign up. And we're going to announce the winners on, on on Tuesday, right after the Knicks versus Pacers preseason game. We'll announce the winners. I'm going to give it away. In, uh, it's got four tickets, but I'm going to do two and two. So there'll be two winners getting two tickets apiece. And you can't beat it, man. You, you can't beat it. 
So that's the story. Shout out my guy Lexa Destroy in there. What's going on? Russell Whiskey says no testimonials. That's right. Go out and get the lawnmower 4.0. No testimonials, man. Very important. I trust. I trust your judgment. No testimonials, man. Alright, so that's the story. Big up to Angel one more time, man. Everybody have a good weekend, safe weekend. We just got paid, man. It's payday, so you know, go out and and uh you know spend it, spend it nicely. You know, you work hard, spend your money, save your money, invest your money, most importantly, but definitely uh do something for yourself, man. Remember to do that. You know, life is short, enjoy it, and won't take take it one day at a time, man. So I'll catch you guys on Sunday. We out of here, man. Next Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.